Welcome, world. This is Wilson coming at you, and welcome to the movement. We are the Shepherds of Men. Yes, we are. I am sitting here with Cam and JP. Hey! And O is the producer on the backgrounds, making it all the magic happen. So today's conversation, we're going to talk about challenging conversations. Oh! Yeah. So I know everybody out there has probably have dealt or experienced some kind of challenging conversations, and we want to kind of talk through some of this. Um and how, you know, when you face these challenging conversations, uh, where do they come from? Uh, uh, most cases, I believe, and you guys can probably say yes or no or whatever you want to think about it. But I think that you, if you're doing things in life, you're going to have challenging conversations because you're, you're basically uh, stretching the status quo of, pe- of people around you. And some people just don't like it. It rubs them wrong. Especially the ones that are haters, you know. Haters gonna hate. Mm-hmm. And I was hating on the last episode, but you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> it was my you're own fault. Hated on. <laughs> it was all my own fault, so it's all good. But um, so I want to talk a little bit about that. And uh, if you're not having challenging conversations, then I, I'd probably just you know think that you're probably not really pursuing much in life. Uh, honestly, you're not really doing much. Uh, you may be in, or you're just at a, a position in life because you've already went through all of it. And you're not really having to deal with all that now because you're at a different, you know, pinnacle in life because you have a lot of fruit on the tree and people trust you and, and care for your opinion. So that's great. Kudos to you. But there are people out there that are still challenging um, other people with these convers- conversations. So um, what what I want to know from the shepherds is like, what is what would you deem a challenging conversation for you currently? And then what was it like to have a challenging conversation when you were developing yourself well when you said something about this topic um you had had talked about a couple ideas you had about topics to to discuss on this episode and you mentioned challenging conversations and it's something that's been kind of um uh, on the forefront of my mind recently because of some challenging conversations that i needed to have and some that my wife needed to have with people and things like that and it's just they're important man they really are i mean i think so much is held back and i can i can definitely testify to the fact that i've been guilty of not having them in the past um and i said this on a few episodes back about not having them with my wife that was the part that i was like kind of i'd hold back on the challenging conversation with my wife because i just didn't want to deal with the consequences but everything outside of that i've always been happy to have them you know and it's necessary now my opinion uh, is that you don't need to approach those challenging conversations as an asshole. Like you should be respectful. You should, you know, the tone should be right and those kinds of things. They should, I think just because they're challenging doesn't mean they shouldn't be productive. Right. Um, that, honestly, they, they should be the opposite of that. It should be a very productive conversation because the fact that it is so challenging means that if you have it, it will probably be productive uh, if you're respectful, you know? Um, but I, I had a situation just through my job recently that I was very eager to have a challenging conversation <laughs> and I held back and, you know, because of some different layers of that, that I needed to just kind of press pause on. And the, the other person that I told, I was like, I'm going to talk to him about this. He's like, I know you will, <laughs> I know you will, but I'm asking you to just wait a couple of weeks. And so I, you know, out of respect, I will, but I, I don't, you know, there was a time where it was like, um, those were tougher to have, but I think as you develop as a person you really, and, and it's like anything else, once you've done it a few times and you realize like, okay, it's, it's like uh, ripping a bandaid off. Like once you rip, it's like, oh, it sucked for a second, but we're good now, you know, or once you get to the gym, it's like, 
oh, I didn't want to get there, but now that I'm here, I'm really glad I'm here, and I want to be here for an hour, you know? Or once you start running, it's like, I don't know what it is about me, but the first mile, it takes me about a mile to get into it, mm-hmm. which is too long. It needs to be faster. But after that mile, dude, I feel like I could go forever, you know? And, and so the same thing with the challenging conversations. It's like you've got to initiate. You've got to, you've got to act. You've got to do something. Um, can't overthink it. You can't, and I'm answering more than you asked, but that's good. You, you can't, um, play around with it in your head. It's going to make it more challenging. Yeah. Um, but once you do, I mean, there's just something about it that after you've done that a few times, you realize, okay, let's say, let's say there's something we've talked about this transparently before on here. Let's say there's some beef between me and JP or something we just don't see eye to eye on or whatever. We're brothers. Okay. There's going to be times in, in our life that we're going to not see eye to eye, whether it's about shepherds or whether it's about our personal lives or whatever it may be, or other business ventures we've got coming up. There's going to be times where it's like, it's not like we just don't agree on something. The worst thing I could do is not bring it up and just let it fester. It's right. the absolute worst thing I could do. The best thing I could do is go out of respect. This is how I feel about this, you know, and then have some dialogue that is, that allows each other to see each other's viewpoint and then, and then develop something from there, whatever the, whatever the conclusion is from there. But it, 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 especially for people that you love and respect, I think you have to have the conversation. Otherwise you're really holding back that relationship and it's going to make it worse down the line. You know, I mean, if, if JP and I, or me and you, or me and O didn't have challenging conversations, we wouldn't be as tight as we are. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, yeah. So speaking of challenging conversations, uh, you stole my notes, Dick. Um, <laughs> so I, most I, people don't know me by my nickname. <laughs> so what I, it's Richard, but so, whatever. <laughs> what I wrote down was rip off a bandaid. Like yep. that was, so that, that's my methodology to having challenging conversations. Um, and that comes from my own personal love language when it comes to challenging conversations. Cause the worst thing in the world is if somebody has to have a challenging conversation with me and they beat around the bush and stuff, I'd almost look at them and go, dude, just tell me what the fuck you need to tell me. I would prefer that this is, it's already an awkward situation. Let's just get into it. Like, let's, let's, let's just dive in. Um, I think to a certain extent, you do need to understand who you're talking to, but I still think that it, you should give somebody the respect of a direct conversation because this is not a chummy kind of, Hey, we want to be friends. Now, if I'm, if I'm interpreting what you mean by challenging conversations, yeah, correctly, well, there's, there's vi- many different types of challenging conversations. We'll cover some, but go ahead. So to me, it's an intent to come to a resolution, right? Yeah. In, in some form or fashion. So when I think of challenging conversations, I think of times where I've had to fire guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, and stuff like that. And, and when I do, uh, man, to be honest with you, I don't, I, I, I never called him into my office and I was like, Hey, how's your family? How's things going? Like, what's the problem? And so if, if I'm at that point where I'm having that conversation with you. Have you ever seen Moneyball? We're done. Mm-hmm. It, that's a great, great example. example. Great example. Yeah. Don't call the guys in here and talk to them about their family. Call yep. them in here and tell them you're trading them. Yep. Like, that's the first thing you should say to them. Hey, man, come into my office. <laughs> yeah. What's up, man? Do you need something? Yeah, we're trading you to the Cleveland Indians. Uh, it must be what he really says okay. because that's what I was the team I was thinking too was a Cleveland. Is that is that what you're it thinking? It must be because I don't, I don't know I what thinking. he I don't know what he says, but so and that's a challenging that, conversation. That, and you're getting traded to Cleveland, yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's a good example though because that's that's the way that I look at challenging conversations in, in in the most part. And I mean, it's not it's not a matter of like being a dick about it. It's just like this is a fact of the matter. This is this is how it is. It's it's kind of black and white at that point. You know, it's not like a. 
you know, what do you think about this and how do we, you know, whatever. Um, and I think of things like that uh, from a mentorship perspective, too. You know, I've had individuals ask me since we've, you know, launched Shepherds of Men and stuff to, at, to, to hold them accountable uh, for stuff and everything. And then there's been those challenging conversations where it's been like, dude, this is what you said you were going to do. You didn't fucking do it. So you need to eat crow right now and take it, own it and stuff like that and move on. It's a challenging conversation because it's, you know, you, you want to be like, ah, dude, it's cool, man. Don't worry about it and stuff because I want them to understand it's not cool. You know, don't go back on your word. You said you were going to do something. You didn't do it. Like you're, you're going to own it, you know? And, uh, you know, for me, I think when it comes to a challenging conversation, it's got to be direct, straightforward. Um, you know, rip the bandaid out. You ain't got to be a dick about it, mm-hmm. but the facts are the facts, right? You know, so you can't avoid them. Kind of like Cameron was saying, like you can't, you can't dodge um, difficult conversations because people that do end up creating more difficult conversations. And then on top of that, they create very confused individuals that they have to have those difficult conversations with. I didn't you well, look like you had something else to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I do. I don't know if this is on track with where you want to go next, but I was, as JP was talking there, I had a, some notifications come up, and I apologize for looking at them, but it it was, in this world we live in now, there's a lot of challenging conversations that tend to come up, and I think, uh, maybe not an epiphany I'm having right now, but a realization I'm having right now is one of the reasons that there's so much crazy shit happening, and one of my talking points so much recently with conversations is why is nothing actually happening? Like if we know this is so wrong and we know this is so wrong, we know so-and-so did this, that was wrong. Why is nothing actually happening? Like why is nobody getting in trouble for it? Like what? And now I'm almost feeling like, because somebody's afraid to bring it up. I mean, there's some people Mm -hmm. bringing it up, right? Mm -hmm. but are they, is it being brought up to the level it needs to be? Like, are we as a society Mm -hmm. saying this ain't right, you know, or have we really weakened ourselves to a level that we're like, would it you know it's just easier to ignore it i don't know anyways yeah, that no. that was just on my mind as i saw something that uh, zuckerberg other time <laughs> well, that's some good stuff and uh the reason why we were i wanted to bring this up is cuz i actually was recently featured on uh, uh another podcast called 3PL live 3PL live by Jeremy Thone um and it should be available soon but we he mentioned a part where uh, he was dealing with people, and he didn't say it in these words, but I took it as the like larger than life type of folks, you know, people that you you're almost intimidated by to go ask questions or to make you you know you may not want to go ask these questions because you might think that you're a fool or you're stupid or you're asking wrong questions. And the other thing that he was talking about is more of like how do you convince them to be on your side when you're trying to talk to them about an idea or get their approval because. You know, you're dealing with other people. You always want your your parents' approval or something of that sort. Some people are rebellious and they just like screw you. I'm gonna do whatever I want. But in those situations, how do you deal with those larger than life folks if if you have one? And um and how you know if you want their approval, what do you do to kind of finesse the conversation, if you will? I think you gotta you gotta look at what they want. Um, you know, ultimately when you look at somebody, especially if you're talking about somebody that's another level, um, and, and I assume that just based off the context of what you were just saying, you're talking about an individual is maybe farther along in life than you or, or whatever it may be. And you're, you're trying to, uh, you know, win them over or whatever it may be. Um, everybody has a desire in life. 
Um, everybody has a goal or tendency, especially when you start talking about that level. Um, you know, the cool thing about people that are probably at a higher level than you or farther along in life are probably more structured than you are, which makes them more predictable. Um, and, and also makes them, um, slightly easier, uh, to relate to if that makes sense. So say I'm trying to talk to a VP or something like that. What I'm going to do in that challenging conversation is I'm going to find out what that VP's goals are. Um, and where people miss it, I feel like is they do not put their self, what I, what I would prefer to do in a conversation, say Cam's a, a VP of a company that I work for, and I'm trying to have a, a, a conversation with him about something that I'm either trying to persuade him with or whatever it may be. I'm not having the conversation from where I'm sitting. I'm having the conversation from where Cam is sitting. I'm sitting in Cameron's seat and I'm saying, I'm the VP of this company. What the fuck do I want to hear? What, and not just what do I want to hear, but what are the deliverables? Like what 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 do you what what can you possibly provide to me that would make me give you the nod? Because ultimately you have to speak their language. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have those kind of difficult conversations, it's not an intimidating thing, but you have to be able to think a couple levels above where you're at. Um, that's why it's always important, and and I, I I believe this wholeheartedly. If you are in any kind of management position or any kind of hiring position, you need to hire somebody that's capable of a couple levels above where they're at. They may not have the experience yet, but if they're capable of a couple levels above, they can at least think at that level. So if they can think at that level, they can convince at that level. If they can convince at that level, they can be effective in what they're doing. Well, if they can't think at that level, they're never going to get to that. I mean, they're never going to grow, right? I mean, that's ultimately what you're saying is kind of off topic, but that's a great, great point, you know, as far as what you're looking for. Um other thing you mentioned as far as the outside of the management standpoint or the hiring or whatever, or the VP you're talking to, I'm just thinking about like, you're having a challenging conversation with your wife. Mm-hmm. It's not a, you know, when I say this, I don't want to be misconstrued. It's not about manipulation, but I need to have that conversation trying as closely as I can to think like she thinks. Put some high heels on. <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily have to be in that conversation to do that, but <laughs> um, no, but, but truthfully, like I have to, I, and I think that goes with any conversation. You're like, you need to at least attempt to look from the other person's perspective, which we've lost a lot in society, yep. you know? Um, and that makes the conversation more challenging, but less productive. Yeah. I don't know if I can yeah. 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 It is. It is. It really well, is. Yeah. Asking discovery questions. Finding out why, what, what they're, what tip makes them tick. And that was one thing that he was talking about in the podcast. He was saying, you know, do you come prepared for the sales presentation for somebody who's intimidating and is like a big fish or whatever? And I'm like, what, you know, you don't want to come in like what you were talking about and go and spill out your beans and go crazy. And you want to relate. I've never spilled out my well, beans no, no, anymore. No, 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 no. You're saying like you don't do that. You say less. And you get yeah, more yeah, sure. out of the sale or conversation. Well, any conversation is going to be more productive if you learn how to listen. Correct. Um, the other thing I want to go back to, which we've hit on a lot, is I, I'm, I am not a fan of that. How do you have a conversation with this person that's this place I'm versus how do you have a conversation with the janitor? It's the same fucking conversation. Yes. Right? Same there's, confidence. There's no more value in one than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you ever have a challenge with that, I'm going to go back to this again. You will hear me mention this. If you have a challenge with... I'm going to have a conversation with so-and-so that's in this position that has this title and yada, 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 yada. Just remember, at some point in the last 24 hours, remember, (laughs) 
some point in the last 24 yep. hours, they dropped trowel just like you do and sat on a toilet half naked and shat. And, yep. and they had to wipe their own butt. That they're, they're just a human. They are just a human. Like, you need to remove that crap and think that, stop thinking you're less valuable. And well, your conversations and, will be less challenging. And that's that's the root. That's the root of yep. it right there. If you're if you're confident with talking to a janitor about something that you want done, but when you go talk to somebody that has status, VP, CEO, whatever it is, and you're nervous or tore up about that, it's because you don't see the internal value that you have. You 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 base your value off your status. And that may stem from you don't understand your own value, like you right. said. Like that that may be the problem. Right is not so much that you see the value of those other people differently. You just don't understand your own value. Right. True. It's good stuff. Yeah. I like that. So what um, what's helped you guys the most in dealing with challenging conversations as you thinking had about them... people shit and everything? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, as simple as that. <laughs> I, and if that if that's what it was, I mean, uh, I don't know. No, but that's, like, that's for for certain types of conversations. Yes, but yeah. Continue your question. Well, that no, that's what it is. Uh, I mean, what in getting to where you're at today, when you started, if if conversations were challenging, were they ever? Yeah, I've never had a challenging conversation. All mine, all all mine are pretty pretty smooth and straight. Certainly, when when you've gained confidence, they are less challenging, um, or you just under understand how to approach them. You know, even though even though they are as challenging, you understand how to approach them. I think for me, you know, the the most challenging conversations I have in my life right now are probably with my wife. Mm. They really are because th- that's the only person on earth. Like, you can't mess me up. None of y'all can mess me up. There's nobody on this planet that can mess me up other than my wife. Yeah. If things aren't good between me and my wife, then it's on my mind. Right. You know, um, like any man like should. Like any real yeah. man that's married, like it's on your mind. And if you're not, you might need to check some things. Yeah, it's for sure. I mean, if that's not taking a very high priority in your mind about the relationship you have with your wife, then that's a different topic, but um, it's one that should be handled. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, because that's that hierarchy thing. I right. mean, that should be, that should be a, 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 a towards the top. If, you know, I mean, for me, right under my relationship with my Heavenly Father, I mean, it's the next one, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So, did you say mm mm? Who's, who's, who's in between? Your country. Oh, well, I'm talking about personal relationships. Oh, God, country. No, God, country. No, no, for sure. God country, but language. I'm talking about like a person, like a one on one relationship. Yeah, right no, now. I got you. I'm just giving no, you shit. No, but thank, that's true, though. God, country, family. It's on, I'll take my shirt off if you want to see I think it. <laughs> I think it's funny that you guys keep talking about that. Like, is it really that important? To What's have that? that kind of pillar, that kind of hierarchy. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. It is. Mm-hmm. Just curious. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to challenge us? I, I don't know. It's just so, you know. I feel like we've said that over and over and over, I and know. I just hope that the the listeners yeah. start to equate that to holy shit. Maybe that just wasn't a cool phrase. Well, here's another challenging conversation for those of you that are believers, and if you're not and you want to become one, we can talk about that. But absolutely. how about a challenging conversation with your heavenly Father? That's a challenging conversation, right? If you're truly having it, you know, and I'm just, I know not everybody's Christians that are listeners. That's great. I'm, there's no judgment whatsoever. But for me personally, a lot of times those challenging conversations are, you know, in the quiet, mm-hmm. in the dark, you know, going, ah, you know, I screwed up, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to anymore or I, I want to be better or whatever, you know, um, that is, and, and and transparently, that probably, as a believer, probably should be more challenging than the one with my wife. I I don't think it is for me right now, and I'm 
not proud of that necessarily. That's that's something I'm probably missing. But but that's the only ones. You know, as far as if somebody else has beef with me or whatever, dude, I want to have that conversation. Like right. I I want to. Yeah. I, I can't wait to have it. You know. Um, and, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I know that it, it you move on. You know, if you're eager to fix the problem or to to talk about the because th- if you don't, it festers. You know, right. it, whatever it is, festers. And if you, it, I, what I do for work, I interact with people all the time. It's mm-hmm. constant interaction with people. I am fortunate to work with some very skilled people that are very good at what they do. Uh, they're very talented uh, at, from a trade standpoint. There's some things that we probably do a little differently from a, a business running standpoint. And sometimes that can create some challenging conversations with our customer base. And I'm, typically have to um make us look good again you know <laughs> yeah. so, so but it, it that's part of the role i play you know and 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 so so be it whatever you know um but that's important but if i didn't have them and this is not a, a self-serving comment if somebody wasn't having those challenging conversations our company wouldn't be around right we're a small business we're a family business if somebody wasn't having those challenging conversations with customers we would not continue to exist our reputation would be done Right. I think a challenging conversation for me would probably be if something that I don't really know a lot of information about, like especially if I'm caught blinded, you know, not not prepared. Um, that would be a seek like, to understand kind like of bourbon exchange. Yeah. <laughs> I take a different. <laughs> yeah, I take a different posture and position and stuff like that. Like yeah. for me, my confidence comes from curiosity in that situation. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't look at situations where I'm not extremely knowledgeable about and, and feel any kind of insecurity or inferiority because of that, because generally I take a very, um, a a very inquisitive side of things, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, like if we start talking about, you know, exterior stuff, you know, on a house, I'm, I don't feel inferior to Cameron because of that I'm more inquisitive. Like, I'm like, Oh, what is it? Just like, he would do the same thing, right. you know, with me. Yeah. And, and, and I think you get into some of those situations. Now, sometimes, uh, culture as a man, if you can't disassemble an engine on, you know, a 454 engine for a Chevrolet, then you're not a man. So guys don't want to ask questions about that. So, Oh yeah, I know. I know. I totally disassemble an engine. Yeah. doesn't every man. Yeah, you, you can take it apart, but can you put it back together? <laughs> that's the, that's but the that's, but that's the, that, you know, that's, that's the side of things where I think a lot of people get into those situations and they tend to shy away from them and they tend to, you know, default to the, Oh yeah. Yeah. I knew about that. Mm-hmm. I knew about that. Uh, whereas with true security, you would look at that and go, you know what? To be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. Teach yeah. me. Teach me. I mean, and that's, and that's one of the biggest things as far as those challenging conversations to be able to go, be I don't know. Cause there's a lot of people that will not let the truth stand in the way of an answer. Yep. Which drives me fucking nuts. I would much rather you tell me you don't know than give me some bullshit answer. Well, Especially if I'm asking your advice on something. Like, dude, if you don't know. I really don't want your Say yeah, you, don't, you know. don't know. You know, it's funny that you said that because we were talking on the podcast. Um, what brought this all up too is that, you know, he was talking about how do you deal with challenging conversations and do you prepare? What what's your preparedness look like? And you know, in the context of what we were talking about, is somebody who you know, CEO, somebody who some people would just kind of cower down. I don't. We don't have that mentality here, but 
at the same time, it's like, well, you know, the first thing I'm not going to do is come in there and acting like I do know it all. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is stroke the dude's ego because he's built something or he's done something significant, or at least his title says so. And I know that that's in his mind. So you want to build some relatability there. Say, hey, man, I really appreciate what you've done. You know, you know, compliment him on, on his accolades and then say, man, I'd love to pick your brain about something, 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 and then fluff him up enough to where you go, hey, here's my idea. If this was something you were going to take on, how would you make it successful? Approach. So, you know, in certain conversations, do you guys prepare for, I mean, what would be, I want to know, like, what's your, what would be considered a very tough conversation right now for you and your life? And then how would you prepare for that conversation? There's a little bit of transparency here. Did you say for you and my wife or my life? No, for your life. Like whatever in your life right now, because we're not talking about when you were building, when you are now, what, what are those tough conversations? Number one, still building. Right. Um, always will be. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, I the conversations I think are probably the toughest. As I mentioned, or or with my family, specifically my wife, just because they matter the most. Mm-hmm. You know, that like the the outcome of that matters more than anything else. So I don't know that there's a preparation for that. Um, nothing. You know, I, I'm not like I don't sit down a game plan or whatever. I think it goes back to, for me, just trying to gain perspective, trying to see things from the other side, you know? But that's kind of a preparedness. Yeah, you, for you, sure. You, yeah, you, I mean, there's prepared your mind you going into it. You prepare your mind it. going into it like, okay, this is what I think and this is what I believe, but let me consider the other viewpoint. Let me yeah. consider where she may be coming from. So you're um, not coming in that conversation combative. You're coming in that conversation <laughs> discovery mode, you know, trying you to. You ever met my wife? Yeah, you you want to have that. a productive conversation. You don't come in barrels blazing. It's just right. not going it, to. It, it'll be a fight, but you, it's not going to be a productive conversation. How long have you been married now? Seven and a half years. Same yeah. You're so, still learning. Yep. Still learning. Um, and again, we'll continue to. But, Absolutely. Uh, and that's no deadification of my wife i mean yeah. she i mean she could probably say the same thing like there's challenging conversations with cameron like there's he's very bullheaded and he believes what he believes and you're damn right i do you know and right it's hard to get me to change my thinking on a lot of things you know um i'm to a point to where i'm a little more like the convert so i used to choose conversations that were challenging because they were fun like i I almost create challenging conversations just because i got a kick out of it um yeah. now i'm kind of more like I get a kick out of talking around something and making somebody think they're ahead on the conversation. I'm twisted, dude. Like, <laughs> like I like somebody to think that they've won a, a challenging conversation and, and really just be in the background twiddling my thumbs going, well, that was fun. You know, I, it's stupid. It's really stupid, but you know, it, it, I guess it's to a point where I'm not concerning myself with things that don't really matter. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but when it comes down to, like, if it's preparation for, like, Josh was talking about hiring and firing, well, more so the firing, um, I don't do that anymore, but I used to. I used to be in management, and I had to fire people, and it is challenging, but, you, you you know, you have to, I think if you were any kind of manager, they probably know who you are as a person anyways, and you tell them straight up, like, you know what you did, we're done, and nothing wow. personal, you know, it is what it is. You're you know? going to the Indian. You're going to the Indian. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, so, you know, I, and I think, I think Cameron kind of hit the head, the, the nail on the head whenever he talked about, 
you know, having having conversations with your significant other because I think God has a, a really twisted sense of humor. Um, so when it comes to uh, you know, the battle of the sexes, the whole thing, like there we we are we are very, very different in the way that we perceive things, uh, see things where our love languages are and stuff like that. And that's 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 God's uh twisted humor to say, hey, you, you got a skill set that you need to develop. So I, I instead of belaboring that point, I'll I'll go to uh opposite of the hiring or the the firing side of the thing and the hiring thing. So right, you, you sit down in an interview and generally you're gonna interview with people that are level up from you. Uh it's gonna be difficult conversations. They're gonna be asking you questions and probing and stuff like that. So uh you know ultimately from a preparation standpoint, I need to know where I am and significant things that I've done in my life and be very clear about that. Um, some of that, uh, you know, like creates clarity, obviously, but it also creates confidence in your mind to go, you know what? I actually did some good shit. I, not, not only am I qualified for this, but you're blessed that I'm sitting here. Um, you know, kind of mindset that, that you have to have. And it's not like a fake mindset. Like right. if you walk in there and try to fake it, any good hiring manager is going to sense that. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to actually believe in who you are and your abilities. But on the flip side of that, some of that preparation, and I'm not, I'm not even going to lie about this. I'm a stalker when it comes to shit. Like if I, if I go interview for a job or something like that with social media and all the shit that we have around us and access to people, dude, uh, does he like dogs? Uh, is he, is he a cat person like Wilson? <laughs> Not a cat person. What's his hobbies? You know, what is he like? You know, stuff like that. Because ultimately, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. When you have tough conversations, especially when you're trying to get your your way uh, or your point across or whatever. Now, if you're in a firing situation, understand the situation you're in. Rip the bandaid off. Right. If they're interviewing you to find out if they want to create a partnership or not, it's a likability thing, right? When you fire somebody, it's not likability. When they're trying to determine if they want to make a relationship, whether it's a sales relationship, hey, I'm going to purchase from you, or I want you on my team, or whatever it may be, it's a relationship thing. They don't really give a shit about you. If you're confident and you you have a a skill set about you, they don't really give a shit about you. They want to know that you're interested in them. So ultimately, I'll I'll go and I'll I'll stalk people. I'll be like, you know, hey man, I got I got a golden retriever and I just love dogs. No shit, I got a I got a yellow lab, man. My lab will do this and that. I got to train for this and I, I, there's there's triggers that you can find. And we've talked about this in the past. You let the guy, you got a forty five minute interview and he talks for thirty minutes of it. You win. Yeah. Yep, you win. Sure. He who says the the least. You may be about to go this direction, but something else I was thinking about as far as other types of challenging conversations is the or are the ones that you have to be vulnerable. Mm, Um, That's a real challenging conversation where, let's say, for instance, uh, maybe you have like a counselor or a pastor or something like that that you go to for mentorship or counseling um, and, and you really need to be honest. That's a challenging conversation when you have to go, you know what? I screwed up or I am not doing this right or or I'm really weak in this area or whatever, like that's a, that, that takes a lot of mental toughness to just go. I re- if I truly want to be better as a man, I have to be vulnerable. I have to, I have to submit myself to somebody that has fruit on the tree and, and that I trust will guide me in a, in a positive direction. And I have to literally lay it out on the table and go, this, this is everything. Right. And be willing to 
hear the response. Right. You know, that's a challenging conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in those conversations before in the past where it was more on the financial side, you know, where it's like, I'm asking you to give me financial advice. And now I need to really tell you where I am <laughs> transparently, yeah. which is pretty easy because there's not much there. <laughs> you know? This is going to be a short conversation. Yeah. Very yeah. Short. Now, if we're counting negative, it's a lot. <laughs> now, you know, so the, and for dudes, and I say that jokingly, but for dudes that can, your ego can get in the way of that. Yep. And, you know, and I'll, I'll, you know, say uh, just as a man, somebody that cares about you as a man, like don't let your ego get in the way of fixing your finances. Because mm-hmm. it will it will burn your ass for years if you do, and if you will just drop your ego and let somebody help you with your finances, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Promise you, you'll feel like more of a man if you have more money in your bank account. I know that sounds awful. I know it sounds materialistic. I know it does, but it's true. It's so true. And the second that you stop caring about who thinks you're broke, and you actually ask people that are wealthy how to help you get that way, the better you're going to feel. And believe it or not, when you have that conversation, you'll start to realize they actually do want to help me. They actually want to help. And if you don't believe Cameron, put about $5,000 in your pocket with a rubber band around it and tell me you don't walk different. Oh, yeah. Exactly right. Helps great every time. <laughs> That'll fix it. Too if bold. you don't have $5,000, don't take out a loan. <laughs> that's not the same. No, no that's not that the same. same. Yeah. That'll burn a hole in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, so... Going in for our listeners, I want to kind of just list out some things, practical things to do in these interviews or in these conversations that, you know, you have to impress on the individual. Um, My thing, these are things I wrote down, is that first and foremost, you know, you got to stay calm in that conversation. Uh, Whether if it's a combative uh, situation where the person's upset, the worst thing you can do in that conversation is to get heated too. You mm. have to stay level-headed. That's a big deal. You can't get emotional. You can't. Mm. You have to disconnect. And if you see yourself going that direction, you need to figure out a way to deter the conversation or move it forward past that topic or whatever it is. I would disagree that you have to disconnect. Thank I you. would disagree yeah. with that. I think you have to connect, but you have to connect with a seek-to-understand kind of mindset. You, 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 well, if, it, if you know what I mean by like, if it's getting heated and it's not going anywhere productive, is you mean like what, walk away, like walk disconnect, away. And walk yeah, away? That's, oh, well, that's yeah. kind of what I'm referring I, to. I can see that. Well, no, because if you get if you get Revisited heated, visited or something like that, yeah, later, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that makes Revisit sense. Later. Yeah, the disconnect part I wasn't tracking with either. But sorry, I yeah, that's what, what I meant by that. Yeah. Disengage. Well, yeah, disengage. Yeah, yeah, because if you start yelling and get heated and stuff like that, not, that person is going to disconnect. Like yeah. they're they're mm-hmm. mentally going to disconnect. So carry on. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure that we were. No, I, I like that you interrupted in, in that sense. It was good. Typically, so, I don't like yeah, to interrupt it, but in that no. sense, typically, I really right? hate it when you fucking <laughs> Thank you talk. For correcting me. <laughs> in that situation, I'll I'll let it I'll let it fly. Well, I, it make it makes sense up here sometimes when it comes out. You mm. know, it's, yeah. So thank you. Yeah. No. No. Um, no. No problem. Tough conversations. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't very tough, but okay. Uh, if you don't know, don't lie about it. That's one thing. JP uh, mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, yep. You already absolutely. mentioned it. Pause and think. Don't just blurt out something mm. just because you want to be heard. So pause. Take a second, think through it. Try to diffuse the situation as quickly as possible if there is heated elements going on. I think just to add on the pause, um, sure. when, you're, when you're having a conversation with somebody, and we've talked about rambling, pause for effect, because I think when you say something and, and you're having a tough conversation or whatever, you don't have to ramble. Because I think that happens in a lot of situations. You talk about, you know, when we talked about canning somebody or firing somebody, 
don't sit there and ramble on and on and on and on and on and on. It's it's kind of like you know Cam was saying, like, dude, listen, I love you as a person. You know what you did. Uh, we're gonna have to part ways. Pause. If they want to say something, they can say something or whatever it may be. But you don't have to. You know, I know we go way back, and you know we ate lunch last week, and like we were. I mean, cool. If you still want to come around, yeah, you sent me that bottle of bourbon and the exchange. <laughs> now, that would be a tough conversation. <laughs> that would be a tough one. Don't oh. be Michael Scott on that conversation. Can we still be friends? <laughs> Hell no. Hey, we're getting married next week. I want you there. <laughs> what? No. Uh, I put this in here. So. I got a side stitch. <laughs> Dude, Talladega Nights is the greatest. It is good. <laughs> I want you there. No. <laughs> so one other note that I put is if you if they challenge your leadership or character, defend yourself. Mm. Don't walk away from them just stepping all over you. Win the conversation. Win the conversation. I would so one of the things that I would add is you need to understand the situation that you're talking about. Are you trying to develop a relationship or are you trying to sever a relationship? Because they're two different conversations, and that's really a big line of delineation on how you need to handle that. One's a rip the band aid, one is a relational kind of thing you want to relate to the person. Yeah, win the conversation if it's worth winning. If it's not, man, just let it go. Move on. I've had people bitch, scream, yell at me, and I have zero rebuttal. I literally just wait till they're done. This doesn't make there's sense. Because there's nothing, there's nothing that's going to be achieved by me trying to mend that. So it's like, awesome. You know? Now, if it's a relationship that's important and we're at that level where there's some, it's, it's argumentative, then we might need to win the conversation slash let's figure out how to get through this. But yeah, if it's just, you know, something at surface level and they're mad because they, they're whatever. I, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. And maybe that's whatever. I just, I got, I got enough friends. Right. So, yeah, I think it, I think it has a lot to do with the relationship and I think it has a lot to do with the depth of conversation that you're having too. So like I do it with my, my, uh, my boys all the time, you know, like the other day Maverick was, I, I can't, it was just something stupid. Like it was like, uh, you know, why is it nighttime? Cause the sun's on the other side of the earth. No, it's not. Okay. Right, exactly. That's another one. Like, cool. Yeah, we'll get back to that later. Yeah, and then he'll look at me and go, "You know, you want to argue with me about that and stuff?" And I'll just okay. And his his mom will argue with him about some of these things and stuff. And I'll just look at him and go, "You know better." Okay. Yeah. You know, and then he'll look at me like you son of a bitch. You know, like that. That's like you can see it. Like you don't say that, but like in his face. Yeah, like so, like in his face, he's like, "Oh, got me." Yeah. Not gonna play your Damn, games. Not gonna play your games. <laughs> not gonna play your games. <laughs> so, any other tips or pointers in these situations? Yeah, the last thing that I put here was uh, if if you know it's going to cause a scene and you're in a spot where you shouldn't have this conversation, ask them to move to another location. Let, pull them away from the crowd or from where. I mean, out of two things, there's first is you know it, if it's personal, man, you don't need to have that shared out with everybody and you know, if it's going to cause a scene out of respect for that person, because maybe there might've been a lack of communication that's caused this confusion and they're, they're going to make themselves look stupid and you're saving them from that stupidity. Or vice versa. Or vice I mean, versa. you might not know the whole deal, but yeah, I, I think yeah. that's a big deal. Like you should certainly shouldn't ever embarrass anyone uh, or yourself. Um, 
but but it's if it's a if it truly is a challenging conversation that's worth having to to be productive, then by all means it should be one on one. I mean, or if there's another party involved, they should be there too. That kind of thing. But there, there's no reason, like from a management standpoint, I know Josh knows this. Man, you don't reprimand people in front of the mm-hmm. whole crew. Like, pull them aside, talk to them one on. Like, they're, you're going to do nothing but lose respect if you call them out. And now, if they do something just really freaking stupid, you got to be like, hey, bro. You know, but if you got to have a really tough conversation past, hey, bro, come on, man, then that should probably be in the in your office or one on one or whatever. I, I guarantee you, I'm not having a challenging conversation with my wife around a bunch of other people. That ain't going to be productive, Mm-mm. you know. Uh, my kids, maybe sometimes. Um, uh, if, if it's <laughs> customers, typically not from a from a work standpoint. Um, from a challenging conversation to me uh, being vulnerable, that's probably going to be more one-on-one stuff. I don't really want to throw that out, you know, to begin with until I've come to terms with it and grown from it. Um, it other things that may be challenging, they may be more challenging to the person that's receiving the conversation, but I might be totally okay with having them in public. Like, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right? You! Yeah. And so, hey, we have talked about that, calling other men out and being stupid. So, I said... Be <laughs> oh, you got it. Uh, no, so I think uh, you know one of the big things though that, and, and we didn't really cover this, but you need to carry yourself with a certain level of integrity and character, so that when you do have to have those difficult conversations, the individual that you're talking to knows who they're talking to, mm-hmm. um, and it makes those conversations much easier. A man that carries himself with integrity and character. That has to have that difficult conversation. That person that's sitting on the other side of the table will go, "Shit, he's right. right. He's right." And and he's right because not only does does what he say says make sense, but he also carries himself right correctly. You know, so I think I think that kind of stuff is important too. Um, and, and I mean, I, I don't know. Like obviously, like we talked about, you don't want to embarrass yourself or embarrass. You know anybody else that's around you? Whenever you're you're having conversations, you got to have enough maturity about you to pull somebody aside and be like, "Here, listen, come here." Like we're going situational awareness. Yeah, we're gonna have a serious conversation. Absolutely. All right. Well, in wrapping up, man, um, I know this has helped. Uh, You should probably re-listen to this uh, multiple times if you have if you struggle with challenging conversations or conflict or. Anything of those things that we just kind of mentioned through here in this podcast, man, I encourage you just, you know, get, you know, saddle up, you know, just freaking put your pants on and make it happen. And and once you do it, just like what Cam said, after you do it multiple times, it's going to get easier. Ripping that Band-Aid off at the first time, is just, it's going to suck. You know, it sucks for everybody. Just be honest. But um, I hope that this has helped you. I hope you can actually find some of these things and these takeaways that you can actually apply in your life. Every single day. And I want you to do me a favor right now. Uh, we're at the end of the conversation here in this podcast is go to shepherdsof.men. If there's a social media platform that you have on your phone, um, go and follow us. Send us some information. Send us feedback. If you like what you're hearing, let us know so we know we're not just talking to mics. And also, if you have issues, problems, concerns, questions you're wanting to develop further as a man first off i would say go click the join button and send us your information so we can send you some information later on in life and stay better connected because we are having some major things coming out in 2021 that you want to be a part of and you can't get that on our social media go to online 
join our and subscribe to our information so that we can send you good information that you need to further develop yourself. And most importantly, go become it.